the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Wednesday the 27th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. Did, did you actually say that sometimes the poorer <laughs> players make the best hey, what coaches? You know, sometimes they say the worst students make the best teachers i i okay you have you've never heard those yeah i was gonna say maybe that's just what people used to tell me <laughs> i'm saying now that i've been feeling like i'm the only one i have heard those who can do those who can't teach but i don't know it's i a, don't think that's very maybe that's just what all the teachers and guidance counselors used to say to me to keep me going in school Here, here's what i want to know are you already on vacation in yes. your heart oh i've been on vacation in my heart for about four days now i think <laughs> Yeah, I am uh, ready to get down in the mountains, that's for sure, down in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Very cool. Yeah, using uh, my buddy's bachelor party as an excuse to go on a few bike rides. <laughs> go one day of golf, on to, I guess Friday uh, is when everybody's going to play golf, but they're going to go like the rest of the weekend. And I love playing golf. This is where me and my golf relationship gets a little strained. So I love playing golf, but I don't like spending a billion dollars to go play right, golf at some right. place where I got to get all dressed up and then go out for six hours and then get frustrated and mad the whole time because I can't play golf as well as I want to at a place that has spent like legitimately $90 to go play at. So mm-hmm. I like to go. Um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Shameless plug here. Sponsorless plug. Um, Woodbriar. I don't know if 81. That's my favorite place to go play golf. You can just show up in shorts. It's very casual, right? You go walk nine holes and you mm-hmm. hang out for the day. So yeah, but I'm um, using an excuse to go on a bunch of bike rides. So it'd very be nice. fun. Although it's supposed to rain. I think in Asheville for the next like three months. So <sighs> go figure. Sorry. You know, you could be like Parker, you know, re- recording your reports from the beach. That was so, <laughs> that was such a beach flex. I know. And it's like, because uh, I, I feel like um, anytime somebody goes to Ocean City, like you didn't really go to Ocean City unless you took a picture of the Bay Bridge going over the Bay Bridge. Okay. It's like you didn't really, you know, send a broadcast in from the beach if you don't hear the waves sounds, and the, yeah. you know, in the wind and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, hats off to Parker for thinking of the broadcast. I know. Put his Parker's picks in. I know. And what sucks for him is that his picks have actually been hitting, and he's in a state where you can't sports bet, and none of the states around him you can sports bet. So, yeah, but sometimes you you can sneak across the border real quick, and uh, he can at least rest on his laurels that he's right. I know. Somebody's probably put some bets in form around here. But anyways, uh, big news cycle yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Big and and a tough news cycle, too. Yeah, some of it's just dreadful. So uh, the Washington County Sheriff's Office sent us a press release about um, some arrests that happened after a little boy in Washington County, Maryland, died. Um, They they responded to a home on White Pine Drive uh, in Hagerstown on Friday. 
uh, and they found EMS there attempting life-saving measures on a five-year-old boy. He was transported to D.C.'s Children's National Hospital, ultimately pronounced deceased. Now two people have been arrested, including the child's mother and um, a man who was living in the home, Timothy Lee Hazelden II, um, and his uh, and the child's mother, Catherine Thrasher. They're facing multiple charges, including child abuse in the first degree, resulting in death of a child under 13, as well as custodial child abuse and uh, some sex abuse charges as well. Awful. Absolutely and awful. Both being held without bail in Washington County. There were two other younger children in the home. They have been taken to uh, Child Protective Services. Yeah, I saw that story start, start circulating yesterday. I uh, saw the you know articles on Facebook and things and people saying different things. And ugh. I mean, monsters, I, in my opinion. Can't, if, if, you're, if you're someone who loves a child, you can't even imagine right. how that happens. Makes no sense. Nope, not at all. Awful. Uh, another, uh, this actually, the way it was written by the deputy, um, this motorist um, endangered the lives of some children. <clears throat> um, Berkeley County Sheriff's Office reported a speeding motorist on I-81 and elsewhere endangered as many as 10 lives mm. during a speeding spree on I-81. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says uh, the, it happened. Uh, he, the deputy was patrolling mile marker 13 southbound when a call came into dispatch saying there was a reckless driver a little north of him at mile marker 20. Um, this was on Sunday. Um, and he the, the deputy's out there patrolling. He sees this silver Mazda like speeding by. Right. And um, I believe that the deputy was in a marked cruiser. So Jeez. like, you know, pretty brazen. Yeah. So the, the Mazda reached speeds of up to 115, more than 115, Ooh. because the deputy said in his pursuit – his car yeah. reached 115 Man. miles an hour. And in in the interim, while bef- between the time the deputy saw him and the time that the man surrendered to police, he um, did two hit and runs mm. with with uh, cars that had children in them. So what, what's going on anymore? Eventually, the guy uh, got off the road just south of the border here and went up Martinsburg Pike, which we lovingly refer to as Eleven. Yeah, and um, he ended up at Piggies, the old Piggies, uh, there in Bunker Hill. Got out of his vehicle, according to police, brandished a knife, mm-hmm. waved that around in the direction of two deputies for about a minute before, um, you know, while the deputies were like, "Drop the weapon! Yeah. Drop the weapon! Drop the weapon!" He tossed it apparently behind him into the woods and then was arrested without incident. So um, the gentleman involved is James uh, identified as James Davenport. So, yeah, I that's why I drive speed limit. Do you a little little more, a little more. We were talking about this because um, I, you know, we rented a car Mm -hmm. uh, to move my my kiddo out. And when we went to the to the rental place. Um, they already had the so the gentleman at the rental place sat in the car and did the you know took the you know whether or not there was enough gas in the tank and the the um, mileage on the odometer. But when we got into the building, the guy said, "Yeah, the car just went ahead and reported that to us anyway." The car huh. the car had indicated to Hertz how how many miles were left when I stopped mm-hmm. the car and whether the tank was full. 
So my husband Nancy, and I... You can't, you can't try and sneak around these no, uh, car places anymore. No, not that you'd really want to, but <laughs> because they, if, if, you don't, if you come in and it's less than a full tank and you've arranged to, that you've agreed that you'd bring it in, they can charge you yeah. like a bunch of money for a, a you know, more expensive tank of gas. But um, my husband and I then started to ask ourselves, selves, does this car then report if a vehicle goes over the speed limit mm. while it is under rental? Good question. And is that an invasion of privacy? Or is that a safety, you know, um, module for the rental companies? Hmm. So, Good question. Yeah. Well, I hope it's never happened to me because I've definitely, I mean, again, I don't speed too crazy. And it's because, shout out to uh, Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. He uh, gave me a little insight. So I asked him on the air. You can go back and listen to it. Listen to it on a uh, previous Panhandle Live. But I asked him, you know, back in his uh, patrolman days, trooper days, right when he was mm-hmm. out uh, on the roads, what was like the the gray area over the speed limit, right? And he what said, "What can you get away with? What can you get away with, uh-huh. right?" And he said that in his opinion, now it's different from you know trooper to trooper, cop to cop, whoever. Uh, but his was, I, I believe, he said twelve miles over the speed limit was like the threshold. Okay. Now I don't like to go. Any more than five, if we're being honest. But um, yeah, I thought just that was in, interesting. Just in case he's listening, and just in case, in case Sheriff Tom Hansen from Jefferson County is listening as well. Yeah. But um, I noticed uh, they had those signs up on the interstate, especially when the big construction was happening, and and it would flash your your speed, and and one one of the signs said, "Do you want a ticket?" And the other one said, "Thank you for driving carefully." Mm-hmm. Well, so, I like the ones they had out there. I think they're still out there that flash the red and blue lights at you if you're going yeah, too oh fast. Yeah, oh my gosh. Gives you a heart attack. <laughs> because yeah, not not necessarily even when I was, because I would drive I, I would drive to work and it's, it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. It was dark. Oh, and so you think you're definitely see, getting I would see those ahead of me and think, oh my gosh, they're pulling people over ahead of me. And it's like uh, Captain... Uh, Police Chief George Swartwood says uh-huh. it's a halo effect. Mm-hmm. You slow down a couple miles just because you're like, I'm being good. I'm, you know, <laughs> don't pull me over. Yep. Everything's cool. <laughs> but Damn. can you imagine going 115 miles an hour and hitting two vehicles? No. Allegedly. No. This is all allegedly. Right. And I've never myself driven that fast, but I've been in a car uh, where it was legal to go that fast, I'll say, on the Autobahn uh, in Germany. Uh-huh. And it was in. Insane. And we were going, I think we got to a hundred and then that was about our like personal threshold in the car and the right. rental car. Right. But there were people going past us like we were standing still. So I can't imagine going a hundred plus and hitting something. Right. Part of know? that is like the, the flow of traffic thing too. I know when we were mm-hmm. driving back, there were times I'd look down and I'm like, Oh, I'm going a little fast, but everyone was going that fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what do you what do you do then? I don't know. If you do find yourself in one of those traffic flow situations, you uh, always want to make sure that you're towards the middle. You never want to be in the front of the back because if the cops up the, up the <laughs> road, they're going to get the person in the front on the speed, and then they're going to pull the person over in the back. You know what I call those? What the wounded gazelle? That's cars. right. <laughs> That's right. The scapegoats. <laughs> so um, one one more item, if I can find it, is um, there's a mainframe issue persisting. Uh, in West Virginia that is affecting some of the, the government agencies and they may not, they thought they were going to get it fixed in the middle of the week. Um, they've got the, the software re- repair phase going, it says, and it's affecting um, the DMV and the DHHR. So um, be patient if you've mm. got business with the uh, 
with the state this week? Well, I was on at the uh, DMV yesterday, and I will say, make an appointment if you can, if you're going to the DMV, because those I thought you had line. an appointment. So I did, but then they had their, something was down, system was down, so I had to make another one to go back a week later. But, um, I mean, the line was out the door and starting to, and I was at the one uh, out Hedgesville way, mm-hmm. and the uh, line was out the door and starting to creep down the sidewalk a bit, but I planned ahead. Had a uh, appointment, walked through all the people as people were ready to tackle me, thinking I was cutting in the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nope, got an appointment. Angers can around. flare at, at a DMV. Quick, Although, I like will that. say, at that location, they handle things beautifully. It, I've I've never heard, yep. you know, ugliness from, from the people behind the counters. Everybody I, de- I dealt with was great, and I thought it was funny, because I was speaking with Liz McDonald yesterday uh, once we got off the show, and... Uh, I told her that I was uh, heading to the DMV and I was dreading it because I've I've usually never really had very good experiences at them. But she you said, were out of state though, right? I was in I was in Maryland and Baltimore <laughs> specifically, and ugh, that one was the worst. But uh, I told her I was like, uh, we started talking about DMV workers and people that work there, and you know the kids movie, and I can't remember what it was, what the movie was called. I think oh, it was Zootopia. Where they had the sloths uh-huh. that yep. worked behind the DMV <laughs> counter. And uh, we were talking about that. And then go figure, I get there and I see this huge stuffed, stuffed uh-huh. sloth behind the counter. They're in on it. They, oh, yeah. They, but if, they you looked, it. if you looked a little closer, there were about a million of them back there. So I bet you people were just coming in and dropping <laughs> off these, uh, these sloths. Affectionately. Forms. Also, fun fact, my favorite animal is a sloth. Don't know oh, what that says about me. They're adorable, though. They're the best. Like, yeah. Could you imagine? I, I respect that choice. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, we have to hit our first break of the day, but we will come back a little bit later on the show. After the 930 break, we're going to be speaking with Jefferson County Sheriff Tom Hansen. Speaking of uh, speeding one, now maybe we'll see what his, uh, <laughs> his kind of threshold on is on speeding there. But uh, he National may not Night tell Out, you. he might not. But National <laughs> Night Out's coming up August 2nd. We've already uh, talked about the one going on here in Berkeley County. So we'll talk about the one in Jefferson County because the National Night Out is such a cool experience at every community that puts it on. So uh, we'll be speaking with Jefferson County Sheriff Tom Hansen in a bit. But after this break on Panhandle, Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You're listening to my Uncle Tomasa on WEPN. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Panhandle Live brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. Full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. And I was talking about speaking with Liz McDonald uh, from the Dandridge Realty Group. And you hear me talking about Liz all the time. But, you know, sometimes you need to hear from Liz herself about some of the things that uh, they do and how she really takes the, you know, craziness out of the home buying and selling experience. So uh, I was able to speak with Liz. Hey, I'm Jordan here with Liz McDonald of the Dandridge Realty Group. Liz, how are you? Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for coming because, well, I'm sure you are very busy in this area nowadays because it seems like there's houses everywhere. There's people moving in all the time. And that... I think naturally brings up a lot of different questions, which we'll go through uh, a little bit here today. And the first one I want to bring up, because myself, I'm, you know, a newer home looker, I guess you could say, real estate person. (laughs) Um, So what would be some tips if you were to, uh, you know, speak to a a younger you, if you were looking for your first house? Okay. Well, I always recommend that you sit down with a realtor and actually go through the process to figure out what you need to do to qualify, what kind of houses you're looking for and really allow somebody to go to work for you Mm -hmm. as a new buyer. Um, And so in our office, that's what we do is we sit down and do, we call it a buyer consult and we'll sit down and actually go through the the, the process of buying a house, 
um, what that looks like. Make sure we understand what you're looking for and what's important to you, and then go to work for you. So even if we see stuff that's coming on the market that hasn't hit the market yet that we think might be a good fit for you, we can get that over to you and really go to work for you. So it's not like you hanging out on random websites <laughs> trying to find something. Right. You actually have you know somebody on your team. And you know um, the housing market, the housing house buying experience can be so daunting. I mean, just you, like you said, you look online, you see all these different houses, you see all these different numbers, and some of those numbers can be pretty big. So having somebody <laughs> like you in the Dandridge Group uh, really would be you know that mindset or give you that peace of mind while you're going through the project, the Absolutely. process. Absolutely, and and you know it's like any big project, right? You want to you eat elephant one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that same kind of thing. You just got to figure out which bites come first, and um, and and make it a much it makes it a much smoother process than trying to jump ahead. Um, and a lot of people are trying to find their house, the right house first. But really, to be competitive in a in a the real estate market, we need to make sure your ducks are in a row mm-hmm. before we find the house you're going to fall in love with. So, um, and also seeing a couple of houses and really understanding what you're looking for is helpful. And it well. is addicting to sit on those websites <laughs> and just look at all these. It feels like it's just uh, window shopping for me most of the time. It seems, but uh, we'll get you there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, actually, some of that is because. It seemed like there for a while, the housing market was crazy. People were just giving away houses and people were just walking into houses, it seemed, with you know no money down or very little money down. And then you start to hear recently that the housing market might be turning to the opposite way of that. So what is kind of the status of the housing market, especially here uh, in the panhandle? Well, the the market in the panhandle here has started to balance out a little bit. So it was a very strong seller's market where buyers were having to write five, six, seven offers in order to get one accepted. Um, the, the, it's coming back into balance. So now buyers have a little bit more power, um, and sellers, sellers are still, um, able to sell their house pretty quickly, uh, historically, very quickly. And interest rates are historically still low, but they've come up enough that it's not, we don't have a flood of buyers for Mm -hmm. every single house, which makes it a much easier place for buyers to be. So people who'd left the market because they were frustrated a year ago and just didn't want to deal with it anymore are starting to come back and being able to buy houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're actually working with people who had had left the market for a while and are now back again um, to, to be able to get their house just to be able to compete because there are still programs that are zero down or low down payment. Um, so you don't have to have a huge amount of savings in order to get into a house. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's something that we talk about as part of our buyer consult. And you mentioned too, a couple of years ago with the pandemic and everything was crazy. Every, it seemed like most people, I won't say everybody, because I definitely wasn't able to work from home. But uh, a lot of people did transition to working from home. So how does that, does that throw kind of a wrench into things, you know, being a work from home person or does that kind of add a different aspect to the home buying experience, I guess? Well, I guess it just matters. It depends what your needs are. Mm -hmm. So if you need a space to work from home, then like some people um, upsized, Mm -hmm. right? So that they would have another room where they could have their office. Uh, And some people... Uh, actually decided to downsize as part of the pandemic um, just because the way we use our houses changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so again, it's really a matter of some of it is what do you already know you want? But I guarantee you, if we walk through a house together and we walk through one or two houses, we're going to come up with all sorts of things that are important to you that you don't know to tell me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really is a process of making sure that that you are educated enough and have seen enough houses to be able to to know the things and do the things to to 
um, be able to get the right house for you. All right, again, speaking with Liz McDonald of the Dandridge Realty Group, a uh, couple more questions, I guess, for you. And one that really pops into my mind because this uh, saying is one of my favorites. You can It's always easier to look for a job when you have a job, right, instead right. of when you don't have one. So uh, in terms of home buying, is it easier to, like, should you put your house on the market first and start receiving those offers and, you know, see that there's a demand for your house? Or should you kind of Stay off that for a minute and start looking before you do that. That is such a great question. It's uh, It really is dependent. It's house by house dependent or, or situation by situation, I think. Um, a lot of times when you're upsizing, um, you're coming from a starter home and going to sort of maybe a, a larger single family or your family's changed or whatever, um, those, those lower priced houses are really in a lot of demand. And so we can predict a lot of demand in advance. So if there's less of what you're looking for then you would want to wait right mm-hmm. um to right. put your house on the market because we know there's a lot of demand for it yeah. sometimes our houses are a little bit more unique that might have a little bit less demand um and we'd be in a stronger position like you were saying to be under contract already mm-hmm. before we found the the next house and so it just depends it's really depends on the situation um and we can we can do some things to um help take that stress out of the the buying and selling at the same time process that's mm-hmm. a really um, high pressure and and a lot of uncertainty. And as humans, we don't like uncertainty. (laughs) So, um, again, it's about strategizing around what's the right way to do that and the right order of operation to, to, to get the house sold and the house purchased on the same day Mm -hmm. and not, you know, not be homeless. And so we actually, we actually have a never homeless guarantee and we have a bunch of different ways that we can do that, um, that we can, we can work with to make sure that you're not homeless. Well, a never homeless guarantee is a guarantee. (laughs) I think everybody wants to have, that's for sure. Again, speaking with Liz McDonald from the Dandridge Realty Group. Last thing, um, I'm not originally from this area. You're not originally from this area. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people that live here now are also not originally from the area. And there's more and more people coming in every day. So for those people that might be, you know, listening, tuned in as they're out looking around, looking at new houses, what uh, would be a couple of tips for those people you think? Uh, I think there are there are a couple of things that are important. Is one I would always say, even even if you're going to a new building, a new house community, you want to have a realtor who's representing you. Having somebody professionally professionally in your corner is really important because the those new builders they have their own interests at heart, mm-hmm. and um, there are laws that cover you. But you also want to have somebody who's professional taking care of that. So for the new new houses, you still want to have make sure you have a realtor who's not associated with that builder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. Uh, and then really getting dialing in on what's what um, the the values and what's important in a house and making sure that you get that taken care of for your home because it's gonna it's where you're gonna live. Right. So it's really easy to get sort of tied up on the on, online searches and um, you know ser- shopping for the right house or shopping for a house, mm-hmm. but really getting the right one for you is going to be different than the right one for your best friend even. Right. Uh, and making sure that you get that dialed in with somebody who's who's actually professionally advising you is really important. Well, and if you're like me and you have a million things running through your head all the time and uh, maybe, you know, the housing thing might start slipping back, that's when you call somebody like Liz yep. and she can take care of all that for you, right? Our team, our team is, that's what we specialize in, is really focusing on making sure we're helping our clients get what they want and, and understand that up front so it's a little bit easier process. If you know what you want going into it, you uh, do a lot less w- wasting your own time and mm-hmm. a lot less um, 
uh, seeing things that aren't going to be a fit and really dial in on what's important to you. And then I said uh, that was the last question, but I do have one more for you because, <laughs> you know, in this crazy world, things could change, right? Maybe you start selling your house and then you know realize that you can't or maybe you're moving and then, the, you know, a job falls through. Uh, you guys are ready to kind of handle any of that stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. So we, we actually, uh, we, we don't charge termination fees and things like that. So we're definitely up for, for handling whatever life throws at you. Um, we deal with real people in real life and stuff always happens. Uh, what's important is that we all kind of are in communication and make sure that we're, um, we're able to, to cover you. And, uh, so we can advise on, on what's, um, sort of terminal and what, what's easy to roll with, uh, et cetera. But we deal with all sorts of different, different situations, uh, for sellers and for buyers. Absolutely. Again, speaking with Liz McDonald of the Dandridge Realty Group, they will give you the peace of mind you need in this topsy-turvy world of real estate, especially if you're looking for your first home or looking for your newest home or your dream home. Liz and her team at the Dandridge Realty Group will be able to take care of you. You can give Liz a call today at 304-885-7645, or you can Google the Dandridge Realty Group. And Liz, thank you for talking. Thanks for having me. And uh, make sure you stick around here after the break. We're going to be chatting with Jefferson County Sheriff Tom Hansen talking about National Night Out, which is on August 2nd. It's a blast. If you've never been to a National Night Out, well, you definitely got to get to one. And I'm sure Sheriff uh, Hansen's going to be putting on a big old party. So we'll be talking to him here in a minute after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You're listening to my Uncle Doe and Marsha on Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, alongside you, well, there's a big old badge sitting next to you, huh? <laughs> yes, he's doing his media tour. Yeah, he is. Jefferson hey. County Sheriff Tom Hansen. Welcome in. Good morning. Hey, welcome, Sheriff. Yeah, you were definitely heard, I think, on every other radio station here in our cluster, but we're glad to have you here today, especially to talk about National Night Out. But before we get to talking about National Night Out, uh, before the break, we were talking about speeding because there was uh, you know, a hit and run and things like that. Out uh, of Berkeley County. Out of Berkeley County, which going that fast doesn't make any sense to me, especially hitting... Uh, the whole story is crazy, but uh, mm-hmm. that brought up the question, because I don't speed very crazy like that i'll maybe go five miles right. over the speed limit right something mm-hmm. like that but what is is there kind of a threshold is it a cop by cop trooper What's by trooper the safe window? It, it's it's by it's by officer yeah. or or department sometimes um there's a difference between the enforcement of the law and the letter of the law yeah okay the enforcement i can say okay uh, i if i'm going to give you 15 over or depending on where it is if it's a uh, a interstate may be more than uh, a roadway. You know, school zones, pretty much nothing. Right. Um, the letter of the law, uh, if you're the speed limit is 35 and now you get at 36, I can write you a ticket. Right. Uh, the enforcement, I may give you five, depending, again, it depends on whether it's housing development, whether it's a, a four lane highway, that kind of thing. It's pretty much uh, officer discretion, mm-hmm. whether they want to write you or whether they want to give you a verbal warning or even a written warning. Right. Uh, it's all part of the, um, again, the enforcement of the law. Yeah, I've always thought that was interesting as a civilian, you know. And then, like I said, I don't, I try not to speed when I can, but sometimes you get into the flow of traffic, like flow you're saying, Marsha, yeah. next thing you know, you look down and you're going, you know, 85, almost 90, and you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, yeah some of my cars don't go that fast. <laughs> it just feels like they don't want to yeah, go that fast. my car starts to shake when I go that fast. So. <laughs> well, then you need to have something to do with your car. <laughs> so um, it, are we in a targeted enforcement period right now in the state for speeding? Well, you're, it, we're... We're always in the targeted enforcement, especially the, um, the um, 
I-81, mm-hmm. that kind of 340 with us. Uh, Jefferson County has the most traveled roads of any county in West Virginia that doesn't have an interstate. Is that right? Yeah, that doesn't really? have an interstate. Uh, Berkeley County has I-81. Mm-hmm. We, we have US 340, uh, but actually Jefferson County has the most traveled roads of any county in West Virginia that doesn't have an interstate. Hmm. Uh, and because of the of the casino yeah. and and all of the um, tourist attractions, Harpers Ferry, uh, Summer Point Raceway, things like that. So um, if you come, if you try to come into Jefferson County on a Friday during the summer, um, coming down 340, or you're going to try to go home on a Sunday on going 340 going north, it or at that's where actually west, but uh, or east, it's almost impossible sometimes. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. that's interesting, I mean, but it makes sense, like you said, with Harper's Ferry there. I mean, that's definitely a way through right. to get the points to east, like uh, D.C., Frederick, things like that. So right. it does make sense, you know. but uh, that that's a very interesting stat. So I know he's here for a specific reason, but right. I have one more like kind of question because someone asked me to ask sure. you this question. Um, I know you guys do those drug take-back events. Yes. Um, but this person said, what do you do with um, expired drugs? Like if you're going through your grandma's medi- medicine cabinet or a loved one's medicine cabinet and you find expired prescription drugs, uh, can you take those somewhere at any time during the calendar year? In Jefferson County, you can take it to my office. To Our front lobby has a mailbox there all the time that you can just drop it in then. Uh, and it's there three, three, uh, 365 days a year. Uh, right. As long as our main main lobby is open, meaning we're open for business, you can come then. Well, let's talk National Night Out because uh, I was first kind of uh, found out about National Night Out when I was out in Western Maryland working, and I just thought it was such a cool way for you know the police departments, the law enforcement to interact with the community and uh, kind of break down that barrier that's kind of been built up here over the last couple of years. So uh, before we start talking about the specifics, can you let people know kind of what National Night Out is? National Night Out is a, is a police community um, get-together. Uh, it started in 1984. Uh, it started with people just turning their porch lights on and coming out and sitting outside, and police officers on walking beats and stuff would stop and talk wow. to people. And it's grown into uh, millions of people coming to different organizations. Martinsburg's been doing uh, police department's been doing it for years. They do it at War Memorial Park. They have they have the pool open, and you have they do hamburgers and hot dogs stuff like that. We are going to do uh, ours. On Tuesday, it's always August 2nd, or I should say the first Tuesday of the month. Um, and it's going to be at the Home Depot lot, the front of the lot where they always just have the car shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having a couple of moon bounces. Uh, Jefferson County Parks and Rec is bringing their portal rec center out. It's going to have put, uh, blow up putt putt and oh, uh, wow. archery. Um, we were going to do a dunk tank. But I couldn't get anybody to ju- to volunteer besides myself, yeah. and, I, and I just couldn't see being in the dunk tank for two hours. Yeah, uh, you know, it dunked the sheriff once or twice, okay, but dunked the sheriff <laughs> for two hours. No, not doing that. Um, uh, we, the Blue Ridge Mountaineer Vo- uh, Mountain Volunteer Fire Company is coming down. They're going to cook the hamburgers and hot dogs. Nice. We're going to have chips, drinks. Um, going to have. Ple- I what happened was. Uh, I missed it last year because it was the first year of my term, and I was very busy with things going on. But this year, I went to the chief of Ranson, Robbie Roberts, and I went to the chief of Charlestown, Chris Kutcher, and I went to the chief of Shepherdstown, Mike King, and said, hey, let's do this. And all three said, yeah, let's do it. So it's going to be, uh, and I've uh, going to be a joint Jefferson County Police Agency um, event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also invited the park rangers from Harpers Ferry Park. Oh, cool. I've invited the... Um, 
Border Patrol from Customs and Border Protection Advanced wow. Training Center. Nice. And uh, I'm trying to get any police, any if you were to interact in Jefferson County with some police agents, I want them there. Uh, we're trying to prove that we're not the enemy. Yeah. We're trying to get bad people understand that we're there for a reason, right? Um, my guys, I'm very proud of my men and women of all the divisions of my department. Um, and you got to realize that we are the only, besides the military force that runs or drives as fast as we can to the sounds of gunfire. And if you're in trouble, you need to know that the police are there to help you. And the idea of having kids like, like our, um, cruiser competition we mm-hmm. had a couple of weeks ago yeah. when you got kids crawling through cruisers and turning sirens on and getting on the PAs and stuff like that and and then taking advantage of all that and looking at the the different um tactical vehicles we had and things like that it's just a really great day and uh we're hoping to start a um an annual thing again uh, national night out Tuesday August 2nd uh, specifically in Jefferson County 6 to 8 p.m. at the Home Depot in Ranton but you said you know uh, national night out kind of a way to say you know we're not the bad guys here and how important is that to be out in the community I'm sure you already do so much of community work as it is and we know you do because we've talked about it here on Panhandle Live but when it comes to you know this big event how important is it just and I'm use a kind of corporate buzzword here for optics uh, how is it you know from your point of view well again the idea that um, we need to, people to understand that sometimes we have to do things that people don't like, all right? And very quite often we run across people when they're not in their best shape. Uh, people don't call us, the police, to say, hey, I'm having a great day. Yeah. All right? So it ends up nine out of ten times we've come across people when they're either they're having a terrible day or something has happened, and they need to know that we're there for them. We're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. So during this national night out, um, you're upping the fun factor by having our own big dog, Bob mm-hmm. Steele, and Fleeroy there. Yes. And um, you guys are doing something really fun for a good cause for your canine, right? We have a we have a, a beautiful little girl. Her name is Skye. Um, she's in training now, but she's still a puppy. It's a um, sweetheart looking yeah, too Yeah, she's a gorgeous little girl. <laughs> and grow into uh, those ears. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she she runs around the office and, you know, everybody's like, hi, baby, kind of thing. Um, but there's a fundraiser going on to raise funds for a vest for her. And also the um, uh, the temperature um, warning system that would go in cruisers. Our canines have, uh, if if the temperature, something happens at the cars, the air conditioner shuts down, the car shuts down and, and the windows are up. It automatically senses and it rolls the windows down and yeah. tries to get air into that. And it sends a warning to the handler that, hey, there's a problem with the car. And, uh, well, of course, we're going to need new one of those kind of thing for Sky. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's for. See, and I've noticed that because uh, I'm, I'm down around the Martinsburg Police Department a lot. And they have their canine unit there, too. And I've always wondered why those back windows were always rolled down. You can see the cage, of course, in there. Right. But I've always wondered that. I didn't realize that's what that was for. Yeah, they ha- it, you know, they have to. It, how many calls do you get? about dogs locked in a yeah. in a car at a yeah. shopping center, things like that. And we have to make sure that these are very expensive dogs. These cost a lot of money and it takes a lot of time to train them. And they and my canines train two times two times a month for eight hours a day. Hmm. Uh, so you got to realize that uh, these are very expensive dogs and very and a wealth of knowledge and wealth of experience in their appearance and in all in their duties. Right. And so we have to protect them. Will Sky be on hand? Yes, Ooh. I believe she. I believe she will be, uh, uh, and I'm going to try to make sure she is. Um, 
Anyway, yes. So if people want to just come come by just for the sole purpose of donating to the cause of getting Sky a, a vest or the heat sensor for the canine vehicle, that's one reason to come out. Also, uh, Bob and Fleer are going to have uh, Baltimore Orioles tickets, nice. and they're on Very a nice. they're on a bit of a streak, right? Yeah, they're playing pretty well, pretty well, pretty well right now. Not as well as I can speak, apparently, but they're they're playing pretty good ball. <laughs> well, they're playing. They're not. They're playing. They're at least they're uh, running about five hundred. So, yeah. yeah, you know, there Wild have been years a lot better. There have been years that they haven't been anywhere near five hundred. But yes, well, you know, as a Nationals fan, and to be fair, I grew up in Maryland, up. but I was never an Orioles fan. I was a Cal Ripken kid. I was never an Orioles fan, uh, and it's been nice these last handful of years that the Nats have been a lot better than the Orioles, and yeah. Uh, yeah. not hearing very many Orioles fans chirping at me, but uh, that's definitely come back. Karma's definitely come back to get me this year. Well, I'm a fan of the dreaded Yankees. Oh, okay. my goodness. Okay. Well, Sheriff, I think we're about done for the <laughs> <laughs> But I've been a Yankees fan since 1959, yeah. so you know it, it's been a long time. Uh, but actually, I was at Cannon Yards with my wife. On Saturday, she oh. bought me tickets for Father's Day to go. see the game. Of course, my Yankees lost that one game out of the three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were there and had a great time. Sounds like you have the same amount of luck that I have when I go watch my teams play in person. They're always playing great, finally get enough money stacked together to get a ticket, and then they play their worst game of the year. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, that's why it's, it, that's why it's 162 games. That's why in baseball, it's the only sport where you fail seven out of ten times and you're a Hall of Famer. That's right. Wow. That's right. And, you know, as much as I dislike the Yankees, and uh, <laughs> I was a part of the uh, Red Sox fan boom when they won that World Series in 04. Now, I did back away from that that uh, bandwagon jumping thing, but uh, this has been a fun Yankees team to watch this yeah. year. My, my son is a Red Sox fan. I, I don't know where I went wrong with that one. But <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, we, he, he and I kid fault. each other about it's it. I fault. know. Again, we're speaking with Jefferson County Sheriff uh, Tom Hansen talking about National Night Out again Tuesday, August 2nd. If you're down around uh, Jefferson County in the Ranson area, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Home Depot. Uh, but before we let you go here, Sheriff, anything else you want uh, people to know about, especially around Jefferson County? I just want them to know that the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office is there for them, that the men and women of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office are professionals, and they're there to help them. And they, are doing, they do an exemplary job. Every one of my divisions, my volunteers, my reserves— my tax office, my uh, animal control, my um, court security people, and my law enforcement, they all do a great job, and they're there for them, and I'm very, very proud of them. Awesome. Again, Jefferson County Sheriff Tom Hanson, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning. Let's stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we're talking with Jefferson County Sheriff Tom Hansen, talking about uh, National Night Out. Different things like that. National Night Out is always such a cool night, uh, especially if you want to take the kids out, uh, check out some, you know, police cars, sirens, things like that. It's a blast. So make sure uh, if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. Also, if you have never met the most interesting man in local radio, Bob yeah. Steele, he'll be there too with Flea Roy. So um, you've been warned. <laughs> man, yeah, but it's definitely going to be a party with uh, the big dog and Bob Steele out there, that's for sure. But then you get to see Sky, mm-hmm. the Jefferson oh, County Sheriff's uh, Department's newest little uh, canine dog. My goodness, it, she looks like the sweetest little puppy. 
So how's she going to take down bad drug dealers? Well, being that cute. See, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, you always know with those dogs that, uh, with especially with the police canines, that for as cute as they are, they will rip your <laughs> leg off uh, if they're told to or if they need to. So hey, you remember I told you that we we took a little side trip because um, we got a, a, a special visitor at home too, so we're mm-hmm. doing the local like. Uh, you know, treks out. Mm-hmm. We went to Gettysburg on Sunday. Yeah. And so, you know, we did, we had this audio tour, so we drove around, but we spent a lot of time at Little Round Top, which is an area that you can kind of, it's a bit of a vista. It, you know, every every place you stop is a significant point mm-hmm. in, in that battle, but you can see Devil's Den and all that. And, and we got out and all of us were kind of climbing around the rocks and we probably spent 40 minutes or so there. Well, Come to find out, I was reading an article on Tuesday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's now closed as of Tuesday. Like forever? For a year and a half. One of them, this is from uh, WGAL. One of the most visited spots at Gettysburg Battleville, Battlefield closed Tuesday for renovations. Uh, it was a critical position for Union soldiers on the second day of the battle. It's about to get a $13 million facelift wow. to combat erosion, which means it's now going to be off limits for visitors. They'll be detoured Man. around the site. I bet you it's going to look pretty dang cool when they're done with it, though. But you know what else I told the kids? Because, you know, we were all just kind of like, you know, no one's there telling you mm-hmm. to stay off the rocks. <laughs> Someone's probably going to be there telling you to stay, stay off, off the, the rocks. rocks. Yeah. after, Especially after they funnel $13 million into it, they'll probably have cordoned off areas mm-hmm. where you can enjoy the sights, but not go clamor over the rocks anymore. So. But I mean, they're going to probably make it amazing. It's probably going to look oh, exactly sure. like it did back then, back you when th- it was. You think you- <laughs> well, that's what Antietam does a lot. I mean, they've, uh, Antietam has gone through many different facelifts, I'm pretty sure, throughout its uh, years as a battlefield park, national park, especially um, because I think it was, well, it's all been farmland and I think consistently farmed since the battle, but mm-hmm. of course things change over 100, 200, however many years it's right. been now. Um, but one thing I like a lot and to do when I have some spare time is I'll get on YouTube and I'll uh, like, there's these different, I think it's American battlefield, American battlefield organization, something like that. But they go around and uh, do all the battlefields around the country and do different like fun fact things and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, they did, I think it was Gettysburg. This guy had a picture book, of course, uh, during the battles uh, in Civil War. After they were done, guys would come take pictures, right? You uh-huh. can see the bodies were still there. Oh, my gosh. And he yeah. would go to these different sites around Gettysburg where these pictures were taken and try and find where the camera pretty much was to take the picture. It was one of the, one of the most interesting things I think I've ever watched. Because that's what I think is cool about history, not to get all kind of bookwormy mm-hmm. here. But is going to those places and standing, you know, where... History happened. Went down and having those pictures, it was pretty cool. So that is very cool. If you need something to watch today, uh, to waste a little time on a Wednesday at work, at work, at work, he said. Yeah, as as you're one foot out the door to vacation. I know. And there's a great stage of the Women's Tour de France on right now. The first one since like the 80s, I think. So if you want to watch that, it's on Peacock. How much of your attention is actually focused on work right now? Um, Well, since we have the show playing out in the lobby, 100% of my uh, focus is on work right now. That's for you, Jared. (laughs) Yeah, and it always is, right? Especially when uh, you're leaving for vacation after today. I hope you have a fun time, and I hope it doesn't rain, and I hope you have a great time with with your Today It's a bachelor party, so watch out. Watch out. Everybody's already trying to make everybody do mustaches. I don't understand... I don't, I don't understand why when you do like a bachelor party, bachelor party, why there's always got to be some weird thing you got to do. Like my mustache looks awful if I don't have a beard around it. Okay.
I, I, I appreciate you not saying anything yeah. bad there, Marsha. I appreciate yeah. that. But if you missed any show, Dave, listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle <laughs> Live uh, Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marsha Kapalik, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM WCSD, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Marsha will talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you Tuesday. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.